Look and Talk, new episode starts now. Welcome everybody to another edition of the Look and Talk podcast. I'm your man, B. Jones, and today we have a guys-only round, ladies and gentlemen. Now, before I introduce the guys, I do have a quick note. I got to say rest in peace to a um, um, childhood friend, Justin Harris, just thoughts and prayers with his family. It's, it's never fun to hear someone passed away and that this was playing on my mindset. It's like, damn, I grew up with this guy. Like, he was maybe two houses over from where my grandmother stayed. So I remember sometimes just going to hang out with him. Um, like I said, prayers up for his family because we all knew each other. It's like we all knew each other. Family, they family watched me grow up. My family watched him grow up. Um, one of his uncles helped me get my first job out after college. So... I just want to say rest in peace to Justin Harris and prayers up for Harris family because yes, yeah, it's never fun to lose somebody that is younger than you. You know what I'm saying? So rest in peace for sure. I'm a good yeah, definitely rest in peace. Yes, rest in peace. Um, rest in peace to the family. It's gonna be all right, Justin. He's in a better place now. It's like it's it's sad that I have to give him his roses when he passed away. It's sad. I don't like doing that. I'd rather show love while you're here and reconnect. But unfortunately, can't do that. So rest in peace, Justin. I know one day I'm going to see you again, man. And we're going to keep going hard for you, man. Um, bless up. Prayers up for his family, y'all. Keep his family lifted, ladies and gentlemen. All right, y'all. I Every said, step nah, nah, nah. I take. Every move I make. <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all hear him singing. Let me introduce Amen. the guys today. Um, today joining me from y'all heard him on episode ninety nine of Liquor Talk. He's the man of the Hear Me Out podcast. Burr, 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 burr. What's up, y'all? It's uh, Marco the Prince from the Hear Me Out podcast. Thank you, Victor, for allowing me back on your show. Appreciate it. It's no problem, dog. It's no problem. Hey, man, I'm still looking forward to coming on. Hear me out. You just let me know when. And now joining us from the Off Black Podcast is Mr. Don B in the house. How you doing, my brother? I was waiting for the air horn. I am good, my brother. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, guys, it is it's me, Don B. That's at Lee Don B on all platforms. I'm super excited to be here. And, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for this all week. Like, Let's get into it. Let's do it. Yes, let's get into it. I've been waiting for this all week, too. This is the guys' only round. This is going to be something we bring you regularly. Um, which I know that we starting at the end of season two, but season three, we're going to bring this regularly, y'all, because this okay. is a platform for us guys talking about what us men deal with. So it's something we needed. So let's go ahead and get into it. We're going to start with this icebreaker. Today's icebreaker comes out of Virginia. Now, I saw on social media that somebody – Found a, found a million dollars on the side of the road and and, and decided to call the cops. Were they? So, they had to be white. They were not black. I, I wasn't going to say it. They had to be white. <laughs> it's guaranteed. Were they white? Yeah, they were white. <laughs> 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 what, come on, what black person you know Gonna, gonna, gonna turn in a million dollars. I mean, you'll be really, you'll be really surprised. It'd be that one person, and you just look and you'd be like, you know, it just had to be you. Yeah. That's why I be saying like, 
Ever since the DC Sniper um, days, we've been set back like 10 years. Remember the DC Sniper? And everybody was just like, please don't be black. Please don't be black. And that nigga actually was black. And we don't snipe people. Like, that's crazy. But you never know. It's always that one. It's always always that one. Just like it's always that 3% that actually support Donald Trump. I found out long ago. So I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. Revoke your black card. So, fellas, what would y'all do if y'all found a million dollars on the side of the road? Um, never, you never see or hear from me again. What do you mean? Like, I'm, I'm gone. Let me Ghost. tell you. <laughs> Saying, Don, um, I would pay off everything that I owe and just buy some land somewhere and just disappear. I would start my whole life over. Look, I grew it both of y'all. Listen, I grew it both of y'all. And y'all would not know it because no, can't nobody have none. So nope. I said, what happened? Oh, where'd Don go? Nobody knows. It's a mystery. Y- y'all thought I was quarantining? No, I disappeared on your ass, okay? Listen, ain't no quarantine. I, what I'll do is I'm going to do both what y'all said. I'm going to pay everything back. And then once once this time was out of paid everybody back, I'll break my sister and mom off some and tell them both of them I love y'all, but I'm going to a country, another country. I'm taking that money to another country where America can't expedite me for anything. Because there are some countries that America just don't fuck with. I'm going right. to find one of them countries and blend right in. All of them? So, I'm with you on that. As long as you got a beach, I'm good. Let me, you. Let me go over there and just assimilate to y'all's culture. <laughs> Let me find one with a, with a beach, a warm climate, and some beautiful women. Oh, come on, talk to them now. God is going to bless you for thinking of your mom and your sister. Because guess who wasn't thinking about anybody but himself? Me. <laughs> I'm gone. I'm, I'll see you later. My grandma, I'll probably cash out for a little something, but she won't know where I'm going. But yeah, because I feel. Nah, bro. You want to know what I feel know. like? I feel like once you tell one person, it just gets out, and then like now everybody wants some. Now everybody right. wants some, but you have that yeah. one time to find it. Okay, we just leaving. Nope, we just. I'll probably think about it for thirty seconds. But then I would still be like, no, Marco, just go. Nope. And I'll forget uh, the second I got to. I would think, I would think about it for like maybe 15 seconds. I'm like, fuck this shit. You all got all these fucking bills. Go pay pay all these niggas back and just start a new life somewhere because America don't fuck with black people. No, they don't. Mm-mm. I know I know y'all seen them stories. So now, what do y'all think? Let's go ahead and get really into it. Now, what are y'all thoughts as black men seeing all the numerous stories of how us black folks just get harassed by white folks that ain't even the fucking police. We just doing our jobs and we getting harassed. We in 2020 and this, still, this shit still happening. Yeah. It's sad. <laughs> Marco. Um, I hate it. I think it's disgusting. Um, we didn't, we honestly, we don't really do nothing. I mean, they, it's, there's just so much anger built in them, not all of them, but what we've been seeing. And it's just like, why are you mad? Like, why are you mad at us? Like, we can probably talk this out. Like, all these shootings and like shit, my anxiety is bad. When I seen all those shootings about two weeks ago, like, I had to just throw my phone. I purposely left my phone at home while going to work. Found a little app that would do my Instagram and Twitter and Facebook posts for the podcast. And I was like, oh, there we go. We're just going to leave this phone right here today. Don't nobody need to call me. If it's an emergency, you can get you can get me at work. 
I had to talk. Yep, I had to see my therapist and everything. Because, I mean, I like running outside. I mean, I like Skittles. I like Arizona. I like just being a fucking black man in America. And we can't I even... I just agree. Yeah. Like, I just can't even just be a black man in America. So it's, it's scary. It's sad that it's 2020 and we just can't be black men in America. You got old white men. You come to a rich white man neighborhood just to do your fucking job, and they call me. They call the police on you. Oh, they, it, yeah. Do not get me started on FedEx. stealing steaks and diapers and laundry detergent. No, nigga, it was lawyers. Like, they would come in with some, what? like... Yes, they would come in lawyers with... Lawyers don't get paid in Oregon? Uh, nigga, I don't know. But they would come in there with an empty briefcase, put the briefcase in the, um, in the cart when nobody's looking, put the meat in the briefcase, leave the cart in the aisle, and just walk out with the briefcase. They didn't have the um, detectors to sense anything? No. That's crazy. 
you, that is crazy. And like, we don't have detectors that will beat if somebody walk past it. No, the meat didn't uh, have no detectors on it. Huh? The meat didn't have no um d- detector on it. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> that's wild. Hey. I believe it though. I, I believe it too. I, I, but I it's so much easier for them because nobody would ever suspect that because it's just so natural. So not suspect them for anything. So nobody's even looking that direction. But like, it's uh, I can walk in a Walmart down the street from my house and literally when I say hello to the register, it's two people standing there. You know, it's like the self. Check out things or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like the other day, I looked up. This man was right, basically right behind me, like staring over my shoulder. One of the workers, and I didn't have headphones in. I didn't say nothing. And then um, I turned around. He's right up on me, and I was like, "It's not six feet." <laughs> so I was trying to look at him. And he was like, "You need some help?" And I'm like, "Nope, I'm good. You need some help?" Which Walmart in Orlando? Wait, which uh, Walmart in Orlando did you go to to have this happen? This is right down the street. I'm over here on Curry Ford and Econ, y'all, with the Walmart neighborhood market. Gang, gang. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just feel like he was just all up on me and then trying to make a joke afterwards because I was putting money in. I had a $100 bill, and I was like, can I put um, this bill in there? And he goes, it too big? And he was just like, oh, no, it's fine. Well, this is fake. <laughs> like, now he's trying to make it funny. I literally just gave him a blank stare and turned back around. <sighs> I Like, you didn't even need a cart. Sir, back your ass up. You see, I, I walked in this line with three things. I'm leaving with three. See, that's why whenever I go to the store, I'll come in, get what I need, and get out. Because I'm not trying to make no eye contact. No, And also, I will say I'm blessed that I don't have had those crazy experiences. But I also know which stores to hit up and, and which areas to, work, to avoid. It sucks as black people, we still got to go through this shit. It's 2020, and us black men have to, we still got to go through this shit. And it's like, it is horrific to see those thoughts and stuff. But my first thought is like, oh, shit, that could have been me. It's like, you know what what I think might happen? I think what's going to happen is a black person is going to fuck around and snap on one of them. We not going to be like no kumbaya, kumbaya shit. I hate to say that, but... I mean, I hate to say it too, but I feel like I'm keeping a, a butt. Like, I don't think anything's going to change until something radical like that happens. Like, yeah, until, until a black person just snaps on one of them and just makes an example, and then they'll be in a white, they'll, they'll get in the head like, oh, that might happen to me if I fuck with this black person. <laughs> Hope, hopefully, you can stay at that. It doesn't turn into like some kind of like fucking race war type of shit. I'm not trying to be dramatic, but. I feel like the pro- protesting, we can protest all we want to. We can make hashtags, but that shit is not working, and it never has. We've been protesting since we've been here, like, and nothing has ever changed. Not saying it's a waste of time, exactly. but then, like, I feel like eventually niggas going to get tired, and it's going to turn into, you know, we're going to start fighting back. I agree. Right. I feel like we in the walk, like, The Walking Dead, I've never seen The Walking Dead, but I've heard about it, and, um... Like, this is just, like, our final days. Like, people are going to start going butt shit crazy. Like, yeah, that's definitely going to happen. I I watched a couple episodes of Walking Dead. I feel like it's coming, so 
Get your gun licenses, Let's, yo. Yeah, get your gun <laughs> licenses and stick together. Listen, yes, please do. If you think we need them before, tell me. Let's ask uh, R.I.P. to Breonna Taylor. Is, oh. it, uh, is, that, is that her name? I don't want to say yeah, her name. Yeah, I, I believe that's her name. I just I heard, think that is her name. I just heard you about it today. In your own bed. Nigga, no. what? I wish somebody would come up in here asking me what the hell I'm doing. I'm asleep. What the hell are you doing in here? Bitch, I live here. What the hell are you doing? I live here. You come up in here with guns shooting, and I shoot back, and I, you, I'm getting charged for shooting back at you. You came in here shooting at me in the dark. I don't know who you are. It's the middle of the night. Did I call the police? Why are you here? Like, That's... we went to wrong residence. The fuck out of here as an old girl sleep and she just has nothing to do with any of this like could you imagine like didn't we just deal with this in dallas how many times did they go in the wrong house on how many different occasions multiple times and and honestly and what's happening is the system is just slapping them on the wrist not really doing shit for them because they might get fired in one department but another county might hire them and because i've seen that here in florida where i think it was like the uh, my mom told me some city in, in Alachua County, um, it, it's not Gainesville, but they said that police department was so bad and so racist, they had to shut, the state had to come in and shut down that police department. They All they did was just go to different parts of Florida, the more redneck parts of Florida, so they need they need something that's just going to make an example out of them to scare them. But I don't think it's going to happen until one of us just snaps. Right? Let, let me they, when they fire people and, and uh, move people to different places, that's just for show for us. But they encourage that, like, if they know what they're doing, like, it's not no accident. We target practice to them. It we, it's like we're target practice to them, and that's why those white folks, they call the police like it's customer service. Oh, my God, a black person. Let me call the police. Yeah. And if y'all shit out. How, like, so I also touched on this on one of my episodes. I find it very hard to believe that both cops that work together are cruel. Where's the good cops? Because when you're watching your officers shoot these innocent black people, my brothers and my queens, where is the ones that, oh, you know that was wrong. You should never did that. And why aren't they standing up? Well, yeah, exactly. That's why I'm like, where are where the good? Uh, and I, I feel like shout you're... out to all the good cops because we know y'all out there. But where are the good cops at? What do y'all think about this? Exactly. Like, it's, if there are some out there, because I'm not gonna act like they're not because I've had my own run-ins with the law, and I have had some good cops that have been very good to me. Same and here. I've had some that have been completely awful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not one of those people that's just like fuck the cops. You know what I mean? My uncle, who I love very much, is a homicide detective. I have an endless police officer. Like my other uncle's a judge. Like my family's thoroughly mixed into the legal system, but you still can't trust them up because I feel like the system has just been built on what it's built on, and it's built on us being on the bottom. That's how it always is going to be until it's completely uprooted. It ain't no laws going to be passed tomorrow. Ain't no, you know, mm-hmm. a petition that's going to change anything tomorrow. Like the entire thing has to be uprooted and removed. Like, and it's going to take some serious shit for it to happen. And like I said, the average, me working in that, that office showed me, like, the average white American really does not give a fuck about any of this stuff going on, like, at all. And that's not, it's yeah. not everybody's racist, it's just, and it's just programmed and they don't care. Like, 
deserving top to care. So are we yelling and chanting for each other? You know? I'm sorry. Yeah, Go ahead. Yeah. But, and you know what else I hate is like I work in a customer service and I've had white people on the phone. They're like, I can tell you're black and you don't care. I'm like, oh, oh, now I'm supposed to care because it's my job. Oh, but when something happened with us black folks, where your, where's your care at? So excuse me because I'm not having the best day and I'm not I'm not here to kiss your ass. I'm not here to be. Then my job not paying me enough to be your Superman. You're not about to talk to me any kind of way, so it's it's sad. Let me tell you, I had to tell somebody, don't let this suit fool you. Cause I would like I would get black real quick up in this bitch. Don't disrespect me. Like don't if try. I if I'm wrong, like educate me. Don't belittle me. Yeah. Facts. Like That's a just stripper. sit down. Oh, you know don't what? Yes, that is facts. Please, y'all, this is facts. I hope y'all enjoying this first ever guys only round. Now, fellas, we're going to shift the conversation a little bit to something I saw off Ply's Instagram. And now, because you know, look at how we deal with relationships. So this will be our relationship aspect, and then we're going to go to some more things. What do y'all think of the interracial dating boom that's all of a sudden happening? Or maybe it's always been like that, but now it's being more publicized because... I remember watching Ply's Instagram story that he was like, "Where are these? Why are all these black women run to white men now?" I just want to get y'all take on that. <laughs> go ahead, Don. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> they passed it up. They they must have something good to say, y'all, because they both passed it up. So um, y'all. Let me say this. You know, people date who they fucking want to. I'm not been. I'm not meant to date no fucking white person. I just can't. Um, I just love my black people so much. Um, I think black women are amazing. I think black men are amazing. And I'm like, I just want to stay with that experience. I don't want to have to experience something new or just try to have to educate somebody else on why I do certain things. Like... I've always, I've always owned, and y'all can probably agree with me too. I've always had a pair of Nike slides. The first time a white person asked me, why do you always have a pair of Nike slides? I don't know, but it's just a part of the culture. Like, don't, don't ask these things. Like, I, I'm not trying to teach you. <laughs> like, I just can't. And I haven't, like... I know you said interracial relationships, but um, white people I just cannot do. Um, I've never really tried any other race, so yeah, there's that. <laughs> that was my follow-up question. I was like, any other races? Or no. Just, I just no. I've always dated people. Killed white folks or any other race because it's like I've been seeing a lot. I see a lot of black women on social media bashing black men. And I've also seen black men. I've been at the workplace. Black men, black men sitting here bashing black women. Now, let me tell y'all this. And then I'll let you go. And fuck future Um, too. Sorry. Huh? I said fuck future because he is showing his ass on Twitter. Oh, we're going to get the future. Oh, my bad. Sorry. (laughs) My bad. We're going to get the future. Um, I saw that too. Um. I don't know. Maybe this was kind of justified. I don't know. We'll get to that anyway. But I had, when I was working somewhere, I saw these two older black men, both were in the military. I told them, yeah, I would want me a black woman. They said, 
man, he crazy, man. It's like they have so much attitude, they have so much drama. With your white woman or other race woman, they don't have that much drama. I, I want because that's the like, easy way like, out. They mama black. Do y'all like, think that is your mama like that? I'm sorry, mama. Mama may have been crazy, but mama built me to be strong. And mama, and I feel like I was built to uh, love a black woman and a black woman only. It's like now. In high school, I kind of got away from that a little bit. I thought about dating other outside my race, but hey, going to fam, you changed all that. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> at the, at the family, it was slam dunk to doubt. Uh, black, I can forgive a black woman. I would never just be like, oh my God, I hate black women because of what you did. And so, and that's why I also do want to say to all my sisters out there don't give up on us black women. Don't give up on us black men. Don't please stop giving up on us. I don't think I don't think they're giving up. I just think I think they're just tired of our shit. Like just cause you know (laughs) some niggas ain't shit. And like you keep but like emotional attachments when the man keep like leaving her going out and then coming back and then going out. It's like I'm not about to do this no more. Like I just want to try something new and just step out of my comfort zone. They need to um, put their foot down like, no, I'm not doing this somewhere. Find find someone else. Someone else. Uh-huh. Put your foot down. That's for both of them. Because if you running right. back too, you got a problem too. Because why exactly. you keep running back but you don't want to be with me? Answer Every that. Time I leave. <laughs> Every time I try to leave, some Nicky's will be back. back. Hey. <laughs> what you think on this whole situation, Don? You know what? It's very um, complicated. Uh, so interracial dating, right? Um, I have interracially dated. I said that right. <laughs> I definitely have. I'm one of those, you know, weird hippie motherfuckers. That's just like I like people, so I don't really see all that stuff. I mean, what you, you do see it, but I just like what I like. What I like it, but. I think it's cool when it's about that and it's not necessarily when the race is not the um what's the word I'm looking for? When yeah, it's I'm not a relationship. If you're not dating somebody because of their race, th- that makes sense. Okay. That's what's the problem for me. Like I grew up in a small town, um, so it's not very many black people. So I you know, we had the white girls with you know, the big white girls with the, you know, you know, a little bob haircut with the bang that was dated all the black boys. You know what I mean? Or the Mexican, the, the, the Mexican chicks that were chasing the black dude. Like, that was like a thing. You know what I mean? It was like, just to say you were dating this black guy was like a thing to do. You know what I mean? Those are the same girls that go after the athletes. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, that's what's the problem. Same thing with like, uh, guys that date white girls. When it's like, they get a white girl and they act like that's some kind of prize or something. Like, I'm better now because I have a white girl. That's when it's an issue. But, if you're just dating somebody because you just met somebody that was dope and y'all vibe and y'all had a good time, that's that's what I believe in. You know, that might sound like mm-hmm. really fairy tale land. But I feel like yeah, might be like, but when you dating somebody because of some kind of like fetish or you know whatever, like something about their race, that's when it's an issue for me personally. Good point. Um, I de- that's definitely a good point. That part I get, but the part where I'm just now I'm not okay with is people that want to date outside their race but then go on social media and bash their own race or bash their own race while in right. conversation. That's right. the part I'm looking like really what the fuck. That is a problem. Yeah. Um, and I wish we would stop. Like, 
If you're happy with your white man, your Indian man, whoever, like you don't have to bash other queens. Y'all both black. Yes. And niggas, y'all ain't gotta bash your um other brothers. Like it's not even like that. I don't know. Nick, For America real, has been irritating. For me. real, black men, we need to stop bashing our sisters, and black women, we need to stop bashing our, our our brothers. If you like that white man, fine, go out with him. Just don't make a big deal. Don't be on national TV talking a lot of shit about black men because your dad is still black man. And I did. And also, I do need to bring that white person around your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me see. Let me know how that works for you. White person. I would. <laughs> I would never bring a white person around my family. They. They, oh, were not, they would not last. They wouldn't. I already know they wouldn't last. I already know. Now, what do y'all think of writers? Uh, a lot of these black writers, they they um they like to portray. They don't. They they're not showing up uh, black love, and all of a sudden their shows getting boomed for it because not against Shonda Rhimes, but I'm like, really, Shonda? Oh, I thought you were talking about Tyler. Him too, him too. Okay. We because I know Shonda Shonda did was right up for scandal, and I'm like, oh, oh, everybody booming because she decides she for this white man. But if it was the other way around, y'all be going hell. You know, speaking of scandal, I've um actually restarted it from the beginning. It's a really good show, but I was like, after seven seasons of this shit, Olivia, you didn't take that damn White House. Like, I was dedicated every Thursday with a bottle of wine, mm-hmm. and that's the only that's the only thing that I was I was just like you not you gonna do all this? He put you through all that. Well, remember just, I don't I don't want to spoil it for you. I don't know if you have you finished the whole thing. It's, you have, have you finished it? Yes. Oh, I mean, because remember she she had it for like a split second. Like it was in her grass for like two episodes, and then <laughs> <laughs> this was right back. They snatched it out, but ain't that just like how they do black women though? Yeah, Build that, the house for everybody else, doing all the hard labor and all the work, and then as soon as you get, oh, you know, I didn't just even think do, about that. Oh yes, yes, yeah, I got a lot about scandal. We could do a whole scandal episode because they had a lot. Of, there was a lot of life lessons up in there, but I do feel like the the whole white man thing was that. Um, at first, I was just like. Uh, that was not a big deal, but then when her new boyfriend that she was cheating on him with was white as well, it was just like, okay, that was the thing. You know what I mean? It was like, and yeah, she had the one black dude that was trying to get with her, and she wasn't having it at all. Like I was just like, all right, now it's painting a picture. You know, like don't do that. And and honestly, it was a picture that some of us black men. Honestly, as I kept saying, I, I turned to I said, you know, I'm about to hell with scandal. You know what I'm saying? To hell with it. You know what I'm saying? So now. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen, this is Liquor Talk. If you don't know, now you know. Go ahead and pull you up a shot if you haven't done so already. Because the more liquor you drink, the better this is going to sound. I'm with the guys tonight. This is the guys only round, ladies and gentlemen. Now we're going to get to another guy, Boosie. We're going to deal with him now. Boosie and D-Wade, we about to deal with them. We're going to start with Boosie. Okay. Can we start here? Um, yeah. Can we not put Bootsy and D Wade in the same sentence? Because I don't even know how D Wade got drugged into Bootsy's mess. Here's how they did. Everybody was comparing the situations. That's how. That's how Bootsy and D Wade's mess got drugged together. But, everybody was comparing it to D Wade. But those situations are completely different. 
Exactly. Uh, like, yes, they are. one is actually, are. like, that is child abuse. That is rape. That is a mental illness. That is a federal crime. You are on the fucking internet advertising it. Everything you just said, I'm sure, has come out of the mouth of some ignorant Boosie supporter about Dwayne Wade. I sh- trust me. I bet everything you just said, I bet that's what they say. They probably and I'll see, and I root you. And don't trust those niggas. Are not are not the same because Boosie, you did you advocating for your child to do this, but it's like this also shows you what America thinks of black little black boys because I'm like we don't really care. But if those were some little black girls, oh, don't you know Boosie be going to jail right now? Them kids probably a foster care. They'd be raising all kind of hell. America didn't care. America don't care about our black girls. Remember, we was going through a whole year of black teens missing throughout the whole fucking United States. Um, they're still missing. And and yeah, I was and they're still missing. Why yeah, ain't that on the news? They just don't care about black people. That's just we about tired of this. Not caring about black people. But honestly, from a parental standpoint, I would not do that to my child. No hell, no. You need to be a fucking child. Maybe once you turn, once you in adulthood, I'll, I'll look out for you like that. But until you hit adulthood, don't be at, don't know that nobody is touching my child. Hell no, that needs That's to be the And Ti's ass too because he still goes to the doctor with his. Uh, I think she's nineteen now, nineteen year old daughter. Ti, that is disgusting. She is a grown woman. And then to tell people, I'm sorry, it, just, it all makes me very To tell, painful. that's the thing. To tell people, if you do it, keep that in the privacy of your own home. Please do, like, please do. But, like, this whole internet thing and, like, telling your business, I don't know where this came from. Like... I don't know. People just go back to being old school where nobody knew, nobody knew, nobody asked about it because this is just ridiculous. Like, even that T.I. situation, I'm like, T.I., what the hell are you going in there with your daughter for? No, that's not your business. No, you don't have her same body parts. But mama need to do that with her, not you. No, hell no. And more importantly, I was going to say, more importantly, you're controlling a woman's body, which I also have a problem with that, too. But they're not ready for that conversation. No, they're not. They're so not ready for that conversation. But I'm like, Boosie, you need to do better. And also, you you don't have a right to be speaking about D-Wade. Now, D-Way is doing what he feels is right with his son, allowing them to transition. But personally, I would nothing against the trans or nothing like that, but I wouldn't allow it until you're 18. If you want to express yourself in that manner, go for it. But to have a sex operation at like that young age, no. You you still young, you know what I'm saying? You you still don't know what the hell you're still doing. You're still learning some stuff, so mm-hmm. you know, I would have to say the opposite thing, because I know how it feels when you know, I tell my parents something and I was like, oh, no, you're not. And I'm like, no, this is actually the time that I need your support. Like, I'm going through a fucking change and I need to talk to somebody. Um, and I'm a firm believer in mental health and therapy and everything. Um, I, I would do it for my kid. If they was like, dad, I really want to talk to you, X, Y, and Z. Okay, let's go. first, let's go to therapy. Let's just make sure that this is something that you would like to do. I would just sit there and listen. <laughs> And you know if you okay, so you'd be okay with your son or daughter having a sex change at fourteen, uh, twelve or thirteen. Okay, so I I was gonna, (laughs) 
I don't know if it's like if they did the surgery or anything, but it's a whole when you're transitioning, it's a whole different process. It's longer than just going to surgery and then just coming back out. Yeah, there's like months and months of like hormones mm-hmm. and like all these different things. Um, Listen, I'm sorry. I'm just, it's like, look, you can do that when you're 18. I'm honestly, because I really feel like if it was meant for you to be a boy or a girl, then that's what your mama would have been pregnant with. So let me ask you, what's the difference between when they tell you when they're nine and when they're 18? The difference is when they're 18, they can get out of my house. <laughs> you know but, what? It's your house, your house, your rules. I would still support them, though. I would still be that loving parent and support whatever decision because at eighteen, I would have taught you everything you didn't need to know, and I would and I'd be like, okay, you're an adult now. I would still be there for support, though. You know what I'm saying? So you would trust that they were making like the wise decision because you gave them the knowledge to do what's best for them, right? Yes, I would. I would give them the knowledge, but sometimes that's where, as a parent, you gotta let them live their own life because. And just support them no matter what. Right. That's what I mean. You wouldn't, I mean, because parents think that it's a reflection on them, like they fail some kind of way a lot of times. So, like, as long as you can understand that this is their life and it's no reflection of you at all, like, you don't have to be, it's not, nothing to be embarrassed about because it's not a reflection of you. It's, it's literally them living their life. That's what I want to, like, kind of point out. Like, I just feel like, I think the, the big problem with it is everybody's putting their own perceptions on these kids. Like, the parent doesn't want us embarrassed. They're like, we're protecting the kids because we don't want them to be embarrassed. And it's like, no, you are embarrassed. Like, they're mm-hmm. not embarrassed. They want to do this. Like, and I understand where it comes from, but like, people want to, like, at the end of the day, they're going to do what they want to do, you know? So I see both sides of what you're saying. Um, like, full surgeries and all that stuff. Like I said, I don't know if I'm going to be down with that at you no know, 14 years mm-hmm. old, but that's not what they're doing. What I am down for is some therapy. I want to know why you feel this way. I want to sit and talk about it. And if it's legit, then okay, let's let's write this out. I'm with you. I'll do whatever you want to do as long as you're not hurting anybody in my book. But I hope they're taking the proper steps um, in whatever way, whatever's best for them. I hope nobody's making any rash decisions. But you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's tricky. It's very tricky. And yes, I it is. Kid, but I was so weird talking about how to parent. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was gonna say because I don't have no kids and I don't plan on having no kids, so <laughs> who knows? My yeah, idea, honestly, my idea yeah, might I change. Don't, I don't have no kids either, so it's like you got three guys with no kids talking about parents. And I'm like, oh, all my parents out there, y'all just Shut up. y'all bear with us. Y'all just bear with us. Y'all have fun with us. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all just enjoy it with us. Enjoy the experience about three men who aren't fathers talking about parents. Y'all just enjoy. You know what I'm saying? Please That's- do. It's actually a parenting experience. I have like so I have seven siblings, and they all have like three or four kids apiece. So I feel like a parent, low key. for a long time, but yeah, they're not actually mine. So does that? Yeah, and I'm the cool uncle. I got about five nieces and a million nephews across the United States. So, well, I got one niece from a sister that I really don't talk to. It's like, because my dad had like five sisters. So the one sister I do talk to, the one I'm sister I am close to. I'm just saying. But the one sister I am close to, me and her talk about kids. And she don't sound like she's about to have any. And I told her, I don't even know if I'm going to have some. So, But like I say, but there is, because there is um, two of them that I don't get along with. I'm just 
just being honest, you know what I'm saying? So it's real. Hey, I don't get along with my family currently, so I'm actually going through therapy to understand and disconnect, so. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm a, no, I think I'm going to start going to therapy whenever I decide to reconnect with some other family members because they be trying to add me on social media. But I'll be like, delete, delete. Y'all need y'all nosy asses here. Hey, shout out to everybody out there. We love our families out there. Don't don't mind us. We got love for our families, but we got to choose what our families worth, man. I hope y'all enjoying the show. Have as much as we're enjoying the show. This is the look of talk. Guys, only round. So let's talk about what we normally talk about. What are y'all thoughts on Insecure so far? Oh, man. Insecure is, like, one of my favorite shows of, like, period, like, of all time. Like, I think as far as relatability, it's I have never related more to a TV show, like, in my life. Like, I learn something every single episode. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I laugh, I cry, like, I... It's, it's a good show. Like, it's better than, like, I can even describe to me. Like, personally, I don't know, like, if I'm just being overzomatic, but I just can always find something to learn from each episode, you know? And I'm, it's a very smartly written show, and I just, I love it. That's all I want to say. <laughs> um, I love Insecure. Um, like you said, um, I learn something every episode. I more look at it like, I look at the characters more detailed. And I take away from each character of what I don't want to be like in the future. Mm-hmm. So, like, their bad characteristics. I'm like, nope, I don't want to be that. But try to make my own self better. And um, it's funny how relatable it is. Because some of the shit on the show, I'm literally going through now. So, I'm like, yeah. oh, so we really doing homework. And we going to therapy? Oh, so once this quarantine or whenever, right you know, time. that stage of my life is over, I'm going to be great. So shout yes, out to I, Issa Rae. Yes, one time for Issa Rae, y'all. Because even as black men, we sit here watching Insecure because we can definitely relate and we can definitely learn something from it. You know what I'm saying? I can learn about the different fuckboy mentalities and also the different sorry women mentalities as well. You know what I'm saying? It's like what you said. You don't want to be that person. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I'm like, no, you need to pick up on their bad habits so you don't do it as well. And plus, it's like, and also, it also tells you what women be thinking, too, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it'll help us men out as well with mm-hmm. dealing with certain women. And um, like I said, I'm happy. I, I'm happy I fell for it, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Easter Ray. You know it's real when you watch the show multiple times. Watch the same episode multiple times so you can pick over up. And over. over and because over. Because before, before, before um, Insecure, I never really did that, you know what I'm saying? It's like, but now, now that I'm involved with a group that we talk, I have our Insecure chats. Have to, you know what I'm saying? So I love those. Yes. Yes. I love those. Shout out to our ladies. Shout out to our ladies. Our ladies, the ladies that join us, they're gonna be joining us for the season finale of Look and Talk when we have the Avengers episode. Y'all be on the lookout for that. Um yeah, that's gonna come in August. That's can gonna be one finale. Can I piggyback off of what you said real quick about the fuckboy thing on Insecure? Yeah. Um, so the season finale last season the whole Nathan situation at Easter, right? When I tell you I was watching it and it was, I do, I'm, I go to therapy, I have a therapist as well. Um, and that episode was like real-time therapy. Sometimes when you're in therapy, you're talking to like, you're telling your story, whatever, and you'll be talking and you're like real, hearing the own, hearing the answer as you're talking. Like, as you're explaining it, it's just like, oh my God, 
what am I saying? Like, you know, mm-hmm. and a therapist normally is to be like, yep, that's it, keep going, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when I was watching the show, remember when she, uh, he dipped off and she was texting and getting left on red or whatever, but she saw he was on Instagram and was tripping, like, what happened? And she was mm-hmm. off. And then he came back and he was just like, look, I'm sorry. Like, sometimes I get in my head and things get crazy and I disappear, whatever, all that. Um, I was like, my job was like dropped open because. My whole life, I always felt like I was like the Eastern situations. I always felt like it was just like I was the ghost and I was just this and this. But you attract what you put out. And so when I saw that, I was just like, oh, shit, I'm Nathan. Like, I just thought of all the people that I've done that to. You know what I mean? Because I do, I'm good for that. Like, I'm really good for being like, oh, we're talking. I'm bored with this. Not because I'm about the person. It's because I'm going through some shit. You know what I mean? And I just get caught up in work or whatever else it is. And I think that we're on the same level and we're, everything's cool and I just disappear. And then I'm like, man, I probably have a million people that have just fallen in my weight because, you know, I wasn't, you know, I was just in my own shit, in my own head. But you hurt people when you do that. So, I don't know, that was my takeaway from that. I know it was really long, but, like... No, it's that, all good, it's all good. I, no, I, I was going to say, I actually learned that I was um, Nathan also. Um, and I, um, <laughs> I'm a ghoster. Um... Like you said, if I'm bored, I'm bored. Um, I don't do what are you doing's all days. I don't call me, don't FaceTime me, like don't do any of that shit. Like I'm gonna peace out. Um, but I've also learned that it's also a toxic trait that I bring yeah. to friendships and relationships. Cool. So that's one yeah. of the things that I'm taking out <laughs> of the characters because I, I right. hate being a ghoster. Like. I I feel like I'm a good person, but that's just like the one thing that people are like, Marco, you just disappear. You just show back up as if nothing happened. And I just have the same excuse. My bad. I just have to work on me real quick. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's not a lie, though. That is really true. Mm -hmm. That's true. That is true. Now, the one character, the one one sorry character, I'll admit I had some tendencies of wasn't Nathan actually? Um, we're gonna get back to Nathan in a minute because somebody asked me a question, posed the question that um that wanted actually we'll just do this now. Speaking of Nathan, what do y'all think that was a mental illness that Nathan needed to address that didn't that he didn't? Because someone asked me this and they want to hear a guy's take on this. Was this something Nathan should have gone to therapy about? Yes. <laughs> yes. And I'm gonna say that because I know where I know why I do that. So same, like it's literally it's literally a mental. Like I, mm-hmm. I I'm not ashamed to say like I got the therapy. I take I have a regimen now. I take uh, medicine for depression and anxiety. Like mm-hmm. it's a real thing. Like I just had to like finally admit to myself that okay, this is a problem. I should talk to somebody. Like it's like it's black people were afraid to do that. And then when I went and finally got somebody to hear my story, he was like. Hey, this is why you do X, Y, and Z because of what you just said. Because of this, this, and this, and it's like, oh, I didn't know that. So yeah, like I, it's definitely that. Like he needs to definitely go talk to somebody yes. and address. I think, yeah. I think a lot of people should, but most people. Now, I'll say, now I will admit, I'm gonna get back into therapy. Like once I get some more things worked out, I'm gonna get back into therapy because I will say during my time at FAMU, going to see my therapist. And it was a black man, so I learned a lot about manhood from him. And he he was getting on my ass about some stuff. He held me accountable, so I was definitely salute to him. You know what I'm saying? Wherever he is, you know. 
So let me ask you guys something because I actually just had this conversation with someone. Um, do you guys prefer, um, this is like a two-part question, um, a black therapist and if so, a male or female? I would say I would say a black man because like because I can learn a lot from a, bl- a fellow black man because who probably went through some of the same things I went through, you know. Now I will say I would be open to talk to a black woman so that way I can maybe she can help me teach me some things about the black woman that I haven't picked up on. So <laughs> maybe I would be open to going to a black lady, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I'm open to whoever. Um, I initially wanted a black man. My very first service was a black man. I wanted a black male or whatever. Um, uh, and it was, it wasn't like the experience that it was going to be. Um, again, I realized I have like daddy issues and mommy issues. So like that wasn't really helping because of black men. And then, uh, but I, I love listening. He really helped me out for the short time we had. And then I got a black woman. Bad idea for me. Again, I had issues with women at the time in my family, like that I was dealing with, and I think that like I liked her, but when she she was she kept it real with me, and she was real direct, and she said some real stuff. But when you're pulling that bandit off with some hurt things, you can't be. I can't be getting triggered while I'm being hit, and I'm like, you look okay. kind of like the person that's triggering me, and so I can't. I couldn't take her direct. I appreciated it, but I couldn't take the harshness from her. Just I wasn't ready to accept it yet, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I was like, that didn't work out. And then I got, I have a white, this white man now, and believe it or not, he's really good. <laughs> he's a young white dude, he's probably my age. And I'm, I thought the first day, I was like, this is not going to work. No way it's going to work. And he's dug up some stuff out of me that I never thought I was going to say. So yeah, we're good. So, so far, so good. Well, if it gets crazy, I'll leave again. But it's a <laughs> battle. You got to find the right person, the right chemistry. Yes, you definitely do. And also, did y'all know there are free um free therapist sessions out there online? All you just have to mm-hmm. do is look up. Uh, now, shout out to um Dee Marie from the Blue Child Podcast. She's the one that told me about some of these free programs. So definitely, right. people, definitely go to therapy. Also, while we're here, let's just go ahead and dive into this this mental health illness um, because it may is mental health awareness, even though May is moving so fast. May is like moving like Roadrunner. That's how much moving too fast. Let me tell you. Way okay. too fast. <laughs> but let's just dive into it. So why do y'all think us men don't like to go seek help? One second. Let me do a new recording. Black men go seek help. Or why don't other black men go, go seek help when we need it? Um, I can't speak for all black men. Um, I can speak for my experience and why I didn't seek it when I needed it. Because um, me and my father, we didn't have a great relationship growing up. And um, I would never have a black male therapist just because that's traumatizing to me. Um, uh-huh. My father was in jail. So my toxic traits is going to the jail and coming back, going to the jail and coming back. So that's what I put out into the world when I meet people and I have friendships. And that's what I'm trying to break. (laughs) So it's like, I know where it comes from and like it's traumatizing me. So I I would never have a black male. Um, I I will always have a black female because my mother, my mother's always been there for me. And she's the only, like, she's she's the only one that's been there. So... Uh Um, why I didn't get help, 
I just wasn't ready. Um, I wasn't ready to hear the truth. And I just wanted to just yeah. keep learning or just keep going through life. And one day I like fucked up really bad. And I was like, you know what? We should probably just go talk to someone. Let's just go see. It doesn't hurt. And ever since then, it's been working. That's real. I think a lot of times um, black people in general, especially black men, though, like we feel like we it's two it's two parts. We're so used to carrying the weight of the world because we're oppressed. Right. So everything's against us all the time. So it's almost like when you say you're depressed or you're anxious or upset, it's like, of course you are. You're black. What do you mean? Like, shut up about it. Move on. Like, mm-hmm. That's my family impression. Of it. That's how I was brought up. It was just like, whatever. Get over it. You know, um, that's not a real thing. And on top of that, too, I feel like we don't want like we're weak. And what I learned going to therapy was like how I'm. You saw how today I was late, so that's a photo shoot at a meeting before that. Like I'm always busy, 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 and it's just like I'm sorry trying to get it. And um, my therapist was saying like you just feel like unless you're like balls to the wall busy, you're not being productive enough. You're not doing anything. Like if you're like sitting around being lazy, I don't. I definitely have a thing with like not trying to be a lazy Negro, like. That's not me at all. And so I think that it's just, yeah, like going and talk to somebody and be vulnerable and be like, I have a problem. That takes a lot of balls and it means that you don't have it under control. Like we just got it all together, you know, like we're tough. We don't we don't have the we don't get we're not allowed to be vulnerable like white men <laughs> or women are most of the time. Yeah. Honestly, I would say it's about to be two thousand twenty that stigma needs to change, but like the both of you, I've had dad issues as well. I've had I had a dad that was just always he was just the whole of the city, you know what I'm saying? He had like six kids from like four different women, you know what I'm saying? And it's like so I didn't meet the sister I was really close to until like I was twenty six. So I can definitely feel y'all on the dad issues because my dad was just never there and my mom was a single mom and it's like she only met decent she didn't even meet men that were good enough to be like a father figure to me and the one man that did that was kind of like a father figure she always had something negative to say about him although he was the man that um that learned from my grandfather and my grandfather instructed him to be like hey you need to be there for victor you know what i'm saying but like i said i I went to counseling i didn't start going to counseling i was going to college and i went to counseling for a lot for being shy and stuff that's why i went to counseling um not for issues and stuff. Um, so I would say that definitely helped break me out of my shell. And my therapist, when he was holding me up, he was a black man. He was holding me accountable on a lot of stuff. He said, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. Um, he said, you need to groom better. You need to take care of yourself. You know what I'm saying? He was, mm-hmm. he was checking me about some things, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I do, like I said, give props to him because he'll bring up his own experiences because I told him, I remember one point I was like, I'll kind of give up on this date thing, try to date. He was like, no, you need to go out there and try because how else are you going to gain experience in dating and dealing with women, you know what I'm saying? He said, you need to try to get out of your shell. So like I said, with him, I learned, I definitely learned about, because he was also bringing up examples of growing up in San Francisco and stuff, bringing up examples of being the father and um, that kind of stuff. So I definitely feel y'all where y'all come from. And I feel like the reason black men really didn't go to therapy is because we are always taught that the black man, so just be the strong man, never show your feelings, never show emotions and stuff. Yeah, but yet most people out here, some black men, they either kill themselves or they killing family members to just 
let it out because I guarantee you, if yeah. somebody if somebody was in a lot of these black men corners, they'd be a lot calmer. Like you know, a lot of black men wouldn't be doing the stupid shit that they're doing, like having multiple baby mamas and stuff. But somebody will get on their asses, and you know. So I've never understood that why people have multiple baby mamas. <laughs> Honestly, I've never understood that either. It's like, um, I hate to get off subject, but it's like, I'm like, really? And also, and honestly, I don't understand why people have babies with certain people. I'm like, really? Did you not think this before you um you slept with them? It's like, too many, I feel like too many men got attracted to the body, and they were thinking with their business, and they just, they don't be thinking like, they, that person has to do more for you than just that. But getting back on subject, why... So what do you think needs to happen? How do, how do we encourage black men to go see therapists and go seek help? Because mental health is important. It definitely is. I wanted to, like, I thought it was interesting what Marco said about, like, um, how you did, how you couldn't um, have a black male therapist because mm-hmm. of, like, your, your dad or whatever. Like, that's what I was saying. Like, it's like, I'm, I feel that 100%. Like, it's crazy how that can shape your experience with the person talking to you because mm-hmm. you can't see anything but the face of the enemy, you know what I mean? And that's how it was when I had, I think her name was Nicole, like, because my issue was exact same as yours, but the other way around. Like, my mom was the one that was, like, never really around. But mm. um, my dad was, I lived with him for a little bit, but my grandma really raised me. But my dad, when he was around, he was very, like, emotionally distant. So it was basically, like, you might as well have not been there either, you know? Like, so, like, it's crazy because when you're talking to this person, it's like all your issues are protected on this person. So when I had Ed, the guy, the black man, he was really great, but I couldn't connect to him mm-hmm. because just my dad, he's great, but we have no connection like that. You know what I mean? And then when I got uh, the black woman, when she was talking to me, it was just like, Which, who are you talking to like that? Because I have issues with black women talking to me crazy. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because of my mom. <laughs> that exact reasons why I, I, I was just like, yeah. she's a great, she's like, it's so great. She's giving it to me real. I was like, but I can't do this because I left mad every single time. I never had a good experience when I left out. I always left like triggered. Like, so I don't know. I'm, I'm just glad you brought that up because it's like, Thank be you. careful when you are picking your therapist because you don't want to like heighten, you know, what's coming up. Like, it's okay to go through different therapists. It'll take a while to you find the perfect one sometimes, mm-hmm. but you got to be really careful because. You can't hear it if the messenger is, you know, unintentionally triggering you. But yeah, your question, BJ. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. Yeah. That wasn't even an answer. All right. My question was again: what do, What do we have to do to encourage our brothers to go seek help? You know, what I'm saying what What needs to be done? Because it's like I definitely agree with you on the therapist. It's like, but for y'all, I never, I never like casted my issues with certain like a black man or black woman onto that therapist. It was just, this therapist was somebody that was just talking to me and giving me some real shit. So it's like, I never really had that problem. So I may like have a father figure to you. Huh? He was like a father figure to you, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. He kind of... He, he sounds like a great man. Him. Yeah, he was, he was, was really good at stuff. Sure. I said, um, I said, he was really good. But this, like I said, this was when I was at Pam. And I was like, this was at a time where... I could, um, he was actually the one that kind of got me to stop being mad with my mom because there was a lot of things I was upset with my mom for, but then, like I said, I was forgiven when my mom just finally admitted where she messed up at, so, but he was the one, he got on me about that too, he was like, at a certain age, you gotta own it up, it's something you can change now, you can't just be blaming your parents for everything, so. Right. 
For, like I said, get back to the question though. The question at hand once again was, what do we have to do to encourage our brothers to go seek therapists? Um, you want one, Marco? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go first. Um, I don't think it starts with encouragement. I think it just starts with conversations like this. Um, I think this is a great conversation. Um, and I think more black men should just be able to just talk to each other. You know how many times I walk down the street and I'm like, what's up? And the person that looks just like me, don't say nothing back to me because because they don't know me. And I'm like, I, I, I that's another thing I don't understand. Like, Why? It's like that up north. I ain't gonna lie. It's like that because here in Florida, like I could be going somewhere and I see another brother and just give my head nod and he'd be like, "What's up, man?" Or even there in my neighborhood, I'd be like, "Oh, all right, now how you doing?" Or something like that. Even even if I'm on the job or if I'm working out, now I see a fellow brother and it's just he'd be like, "What's up, man?" Or "What up?" You know what I'm saying? Or some kind of conversation or strike up something like that. So that is I don't definitely know. true. It's a New York thing. It is, and I think I just started realizing it. Um, Because niggas say um, New York niggas are rude. Um, I just don't think they just... Well, all of New York is rude. I said <laughs> all of New York um, is rude. Most of y'all are, though. Not y'all. I'm not from here. <laughs> y'all is a group and collective group of people. <laughs> I am a transplant. Let me tell you, if... When I move out of New York, if I don't ever have to come back to this state, I would be perfectly fine in life. Listen, because... I could do it. I'll, yeah, I, I'll see how you do it. I would be perfectly fine. <laughs> Let me tell you. I am not a city slicker by any means. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, mean, like, I definitely feel like we need to have more conversations like this, kind of how we just kicking it and talking about things. And but, we also need to have more vocal forms. So guess what? Y'all need to be hitting us up in the DMs like, hey, y'all got something y'all want us to talk about. Please DM us. Talk to us yeah. about it because we are here for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Now, what are some things y'all find yourself dealing with on the regular now? Like, that you, that you seem to be just struggling with that, um, you know, mentally. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all want me to start? Yeah, you start. Okay. I got to think of <laughs> Okay, I guess I'll answer my own question first. I think some things I've been dealing with mentally is just being anxious and complacency because it's just it's like I know where I'm at. I'm looking at evaluating everything. I'm just like, I know this is not what I've meant to be since when in my time when, when things finally going to fall in place. So it's like I've been dealing with that, and also I've been dealing with the part of just – Hanging out with my sibling and both of us just being frustrated, and I'm just I'm at a point in where I'm just I'm tired of being tired. I'm just I want there to be a time where me and my sibling we're hanging out and both of us are happy, not both of us miserable because of the opposite sex or because we're we're not where we are in our careers or it's mm-hmm. just that's where I'm at. Mentally. I'm just mentally just tired of it all. And honestly, doing the podcast is what kind of kept me going because it's like it's been a a mental release for me. So that's why. That's why in April I kind of went crazy with doing the podcast and stuff. So that's kind of where I'm at mentally. I'm trying to work through that. That's why I'm at mentally working through that. So I am. That's um, for sure. That's good. That's good work. Um, good job. You're gonna get there too, black man. 
Um, what I was going to say is that, um, what am I working on mentally? I am, my brain is like six months ahead of like everything that I got going on and I'm trying to live in the moment and, um, I just can't like my brain is like, go, go, go. I'm normally used to living in a metropolitan city. So it's always like fast paced, like go, go, go. Now that I'm in upstate New York, it's like a little bit slower and I'm trying to slow my mind and my body down, but I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon because I like always being busy and doing stuff. And I think I was just telling somebody that I can't even sit down. Like I just started watching TV again after like nine months of not turning my TV on. Really? Wow. Like... How did you go nine months without turning your TV on? Because I'm right. always, I'm always listening to music or podcasts. Mm. And I, then always, I get that. I don't have um I don't have cable, so I don't like watching episodes week by week. Insecure is different because I actually bought the fucking app um, monthly until this shit is over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then you probably gonna renew it for season five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we're not about to do fourteen ninety nine monthly. Uh huh. <laughs> but um yeah it's a bitch every time it comes out let me I'm like you. I'm gonna stop paying for this but um just... like I said I, well, I'm gonna say this on the podcast my tip is better pay somebody to jailbreak a fire stick for you that's yeah, my that, tip that's the plug right there yeah now I, I just, now I just have to find time to sit down and watch TV cause I'm always doing shit yeah so just trying so to you're... trying to balance that Okay, I'll yeah. What's the deal with You know what? I think balance is like the key word. That's what mm-hmm. I really try to do. Um, I have a really bad habit with my schedule. Like, I cram, cram work. I never stop. Like, if I have a day open, it's like, all right, so it's like, anyway, I meet it. Yep, yeah, I'll meet you in the morning, and then I'll do a photo shoot at two, and then I'll do a recording at five, and then I'll meet you at so and so's for open mic night, you know what I mean? Like, I just cram my days in because I feel like I'm just, like, fighting this invisible clock all the time. Like, I got to get so much done. Like, time's running out, you know? And that clock, it doesn't exist. And then the polar opposite of that is when I'm not doing anything, then I'm gassed out and tired, and it's like, you know, <laughs> close the door. I'm watching Disney Plus all day long, not answering my phone, eating Cheetos, and just, you know, wasting the whole day. And then I get depressed because I feel like I wasted the whole day. I ain't shit. Nice. never going to be... I'm never gonna be where I need to be because I'm all just all just waste all my time. Thank you. (laughs) That's exactly the rest of the week. I can't even enjoy it because I'm jam-packing myself, like trying to get all this stuff done. So it's like I'm trying to just balance out living in the moment, being happy with where I'm at, and not feeling like I gotta conquer the world. Like truth be told, like today, even for this, like I was really kicking myself on the way here. Like, dang, I should have done this and done that. Like I should have scheduled all this stuff on one day because. I got y'all, y'all have things to do, now I'm pushing y'all's day back, and it's just like, you're not helping anybody when you're cramming stuff in like that, so balance is like, yeah. you know, like, I need somebody Trust. to help. Calm Trust, down. I feel you on the balance thing, I definitely feel you on that, because I just, I tell myself to get balanced, because I'm balancing of not getting so down on myself, because where I'm, where I'm, uh, where I'm at is not where I want to be, but I tell myself all the time, it's just, it's not temporary, and also, and another thing I will admit, another thing that be killed me, I'll be looking at social media and stuff. I'll be like, I'll be seeing people posting good news and stuff, posting big time things. I'm like, 
when is that gonna be me? Shit. You know, but it's like I have those moments too and it's like But I'm you know what I've been there? Yeah. You're right where you're supposed to be though. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you you know you're not I think this we gotta we gotta be careful with what we say. Like this right this moment right here, like this is exactly what we're supposed to be doing. Like the three of us having this conversation, we're right in line, you know, aligned. So like even when it's not the most glamorous or things are hard or rough, like we gotta be thankful for those times too. Because it's like it's you know what I mean, it could be tomorrow, it could be six years from now, you never know when that exactly. time is gonna come. But we gotta just yeah. try and, like just be happy with what we have. So I feel like I mean, you are pursuing it. You get to, you got a podcast out. You're not, you're doing the work. You got all these shows stocked up. Like your work ethic is crazy. Like you're way ahead of most people. But most people sit around and just talk about it. So like be proud of mm-hmm. that. You know, like you're out here doing it. And it's gonna hit when it hits. Shit, nigga. Yeah. I wish I had episodes lined you know? to August. You know how much sleep I would be fucking getting. Right. I wouldn't be doing this now. Right. Hello. <laughs> Oh, and on that so note, it's good that you busy like that too because you stay active and you stay motivated. At least you're hungry, you get it. So it's like, yeah, it's good, but I will say just find time to bounce it out and space shit out. You know what I'm saying? It ain't the end of the world to move some things around to where you're not killing yourself. It's not too yeah. strict on you. It's like, because you got to make people accommodate for your time, your services. Mm-hmm. Now, um, but I would just say space shit out. Don't, don't cram yourself because... Don't kill yourself like that. Yeah. yeah. No, that's facts. That's Self like, care Sunday. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Look, I was supposed to do that this Sunday and I already got Sunday booked with some stuff. I'm just like, it's not gonna happen. I am doing it. I am doing a self care Sunday. I'm going on a hike. You know what? Oh, I think I might I might do a self care Monday because like I said I have a two day orientation so I I might do self care Memorial Day since my job is like I said oh hallelujah Monday I'm off shit hey man what are you doing mm, shout about a Honda but a Nissan was cheaper I think, I think I'm gonna have kind of a self care Saturday because Saturday I'm doing I don't have anything booked um but I'm going to a barbecue with some old work friends that I haven't seen in like since before quarantine it's only four of us but still Six like feet. it'll be cool to see them. Um, um social distance, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's less than six of us together, so it's good. It's only four of us, but that's kind of a self care thing, like eating some good food, mm-hmm. smoking, drinking, you know. So now you just brought up a good. That's that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. But you just brought yeah. up something else I forgot to mention. I should have mentioned earlier. But what have y'all learned from this quarantine? From being quarantined and told to stay at home. Mm. You think? Marco, <laughs> you like putting me on the spot, don't you? But <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna start calling out. Like, I'm gonna just start calling out people's names. It's cool. I was, like, I was, I was definitely that kid in class that was just not raising their hand. I was just like, she knows the answer. <laughs> oh, you that motherfucker! Excuse me, excuse me, I think Marco raised his hand. I think Marco had his hand. Did you hand up earlier? You didn't. Oh, no, no, that wasn't you. No, no, no okay. see, no. Here's why the class hated me because I'll come into class late and I'll be like, "Hey, did y'all turn that homework?" I was that much. Yeah, I'm like, no, you, you got you were you, you got cussed out by me. You got cussed out yeah. by me multiple times. And by me, and by me. Yeah, I would have been like, "Y'all niggas can just copy off my homework." Damn. No, I'm trying to learn. Like my mom is oh, gonna, no. my mom's gonna quiz me when I get back home. I gotta learn this shit. Oh, no, 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 no. Damn homework, shit! 
you know how much money I spent over the years paying kids for their homework, like high school, college. I'm like, are you done with that? So go ahead and pass me that. Like I said, when I was in college, my freshman year, uh, um, what class was it? My Photoshop class, uh, digital imaging or something like that, or graphic design, some kind of like Photoshop class. We learned how to do Photoshop. I was paying the kid in there to do my assignments every single week. Like every homework, everything. I was just paying him because I hated doing the work and I wasn't good at it. And I am not above cheating. Fuck it. It's a school. I ain't gonna lie. I'm, 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 I'm a graduate. Wants to be here. I was cheating like a motherfucker. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, Listen, I was just trying to learn. I was trying to get out of there. <laughs> uh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I was... <laughs> I'm paying for it. Shit. Might as well let me cheat. I'm paying for it. So, hey. Okay. <laughs> um, but getting back question? to subject, y'all. I'm sorry we've been getting off topic all night. But, hey, it's fun. It's, it's the first time that we done had two guys on. So, y'all, if y'all hear this and y'all like, they get off topic too much. Shut the fuck up and then just enjoy this damn conversation. Enjoy this so, black man. So what I, what I have learned from um, quarantine is my potential. Um, just in everything that I've ever wanted to do. Um, just like podcasting. I started modeling. Um, I started doing styling. Just like everything that I was doing like four years ago. I don't know where that Marco went, but he's back. So I'm just, I'm actually, I'm happy. When quarantine first happened, I was like very depressed. I was like, this is bullshit. Cause you know, I'm a day party. I'm a bruncher. Like I like all that shit. I was like, you know what? But the world has stopped. You can work on some shit that, that to-do list that you say that you always going to do that never disappeared. You need to do that. And I've just been marking shit off. So I'm, I'm proud. I actually want quarantine to last a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, all that and more what you said, I definitely, um, was, it's taught me, to be honest, I hate to even say this because I know people have lost loved ones and I don't want to make light of that, but quarantine for me has probably been the best time personally that I've had in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. Like I moved to Florida a couple of years ago and it has been a rough ride the entire time. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful for it. I moved down here for this, like to try and get my career started, but. It's been a lot of work and a lot of pitfalls and a lot of just things hitting me out of nowhere that I didn't expect. And so uh, when quarantine hit, it just kind of hit around the same time of like, I finally just kind of got caught up on like bills finally. And I just kind of got like, I just got my, my little regimen like for, you know, my ailments. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm taking my medicine and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just kind of, I kind of just got my feet solid, right? And then like that same week, like it was the way we was Thursday, like, um, the Thursday before, um, I was like to my friend, oh, I feel so good. Everything's going good now. The very next week, my job called and they were like, okay, we're laying everybody off. Like, we don't know what's going on. Like, so, um, everything's got shut down. And normally, like, if this happened one month before that, I would have completely collapsed and fell apart. Like, that's, I couldn't handle that. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, okay, cool. Like, I felt really good and I've been feeling good the entire time. Like, I've just got so much done and, like, my whole to-do list and just checking it off, boom, 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 things that I've been trying to do since I moved here mm-hmm. are finally getting done. And, yeah, so I'm just trying to take advantage of the time while I have it, like, every single second. That's why I'm booking things up all day because I don't know what's going to happen and life can change like that. We've hey, seen it, so. Hello, let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, give it now, do what you can. Yes, like, that's real, that's real. 
Um, like y'all, I definitely agree. Quarantine has taught, brought out the beast to me. You know, what I'm saying I had, I um, like I definitely agree with both y'all on scheduling and stuff because truly, when this quarantine happened, it gave me more time to podcast, and, and guess what I did? And it's like I learned if you ask, they will come. You know, what I'm saying, and it's like, and I've been making connections, been doing different video calls with y'all, with people in different states, um, making different connections, so. That's what I've learned. And also, I've also learned that I kind of like working from home, you know what I'm saying? Not having yeah. to go long way for work and stuff. So, not I've having to get and not having to get dressed for anything. I'd just be getting cussed out just in my pajamas on if I wanted to, you know what I'm saying? That's like, not pajamas. So, uh, shit. Uh, I know some people that don't actually work that be on phones and don't wear clothes. So <laughs> I wish I wish I can work from home. I still got to go into the office. Damn, I was like that for a while until I got the computer shit working. But don't feel bad. Um, this new job I'm about to get, I'm probably gonna be going out soon. So, but yeah, that's what I learned. And also, I learned that this country is savages, and you know what? You can't rely on America for shit because it also showed where some parts. It showed who only gave them about their money and showed who um who gave them about the people. So how the hell is the Amazon CEO about to be a whole trillionaire, but the factories, Amazon factories are messy and nobody cleaning them up? And also it shows you how dirty people are because also see I saw a story about the New York City subways, excuse me, got cleaned for the first time in hundred and twelve years. Years. I don't even want to talk about it. That's disgusting. That is so. This disgusting. whole world, America has pissed me off over the last three months. Everybody is <laughs> ugly, disgusting. We are not thinking right. Um, I've already. We're not thinking right. We we only. It's like America is only advertising this with this damn coronavirus. They're not talking about oh who's the recovering and stuff because they want everybody panicking. And my big question is. What the hell does twelve people got to do with this damn virus? Right. Huh? When did what y'all not wiping y'all ass? What the hell? Because I've already had toilet paper and lights all and all this other shit in my house. So when y'all was doing that, I was just going for my monthly like you know restock. But I can't even do that because y'all niggas is dirty as hell. The but, day I saw that black lady fighting those two like look like. Arab women or I don't know what they were. They were like, you know, I don't want to get them wrong, but they also they were fighting in the grocery store over that toilet paper. The two, like, I think they were like Israeli women. They had a whole cart full <laughs> of toilet paper. The black lady went in one row, and they were fist fighting over it, like oh, one row. Oh hell! No. I, I mean, not one row. It was like one pack or like one pack left. But they had a cart full of like the twenty-four, like the packs of packs. Man, listen, that was that couldn't have been me and my people because me and all my people would go up to that car and be bum rush. Y'all, y'all can't stop all of us. Hell, y'all ain't buying up all this damn toilet paper. I just pray that I'm situation like that because part of me is like, I'm, I would be so embarrassed if I was out in Walmart fighting behind some toilet paper. But at the same time, you got me fucked up if you're not going to give me one pack of this toilet paper if you got the whole thing. So I guess I'm just going to be out here fighting for it. Like, and now we all look stupid. But I was like, Lord, <laughs> Which is why I don't go to the Walmart right up the street from me sometimes. I'll just go to one in a different neighborhood. 
Future's dumbass. Like, another thing, like, okay, the baby is yours. This ain't brand new to nobody but your ass. Why are you acting so dumb on the internet? Just get a woman her money and just go about your life. You see her? Did the, let me tell you about these people on Twitter and comparing um, Future's birthday tweet versus um, Mr. Bro, Wilson's. Bro. I'm just like, y'all. I mean, technically, he's the boy's dad right now because they're married. <laughs> technically. <laughs> Future, we all know that that's his son. So he can't take that title away from his son. So what are we really arguing about here? Why are we acting so dumb as if we don't know what marriage is? He's right. a stepfather. We know Future is the real father. Like, just... I just don't understand people in this internet and just trying to make things happen and for clout. Yes. Stop trying to make best happen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still going to happen. Yes, and I'm done with future. <laughs> Amber, <laughs> Amber too. Yes. Okay. People that do stupid shit for clout, them too so i went a little snooping on twitter and niggas are like actually have nudes on twitter just publicly when they can just make a only fans and get paid for it that's another thing that i don't understand why would you just oh, like if you're gonna do it you might as well just do it <laughs> that's all i'm saying just don't advertise for free it's dumb listen to everybody listen i'm glad you said that only fans to everybody and mama, listen. Not everybody needs to be on OnlyFans. So to all y'all asses that want to be on OnlyFans, if you ain't that attractive enough, you ain't shit. Don't um, be getting your... I mean, I'm yeah, Victor. Don't somebody for everybody. I was gonna say, don't knock it till you try it because niggas get paid for feet pictures and you ain't showing nothing. What? Yes, and you mail your socks. I mean. I'm talking like I'm experienced, but you know, if you find, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, I just, I just know how this works. But I haven't had a manicure, so you know, or a pedicure, so I'm like, I'm allowed. That's all no, you no, Victor. People like ugly toes. People like pretty toes. Like it's, it's some weird shit happening out here. So people are paying. People are paying for videos, for feet videos, and hand videos, and everything else without showing your face. Alrighty then. <laughs> Boom. Alrighty then. Alrighty. <laughs> I'm gonna keep my way fast comments to myself. I mean, but I concur. <laughs> yeah, that's. My, I, mean. I have one question though, and it's not like no, it's not all the ladies like no, we would pay for it. I'm like, really? Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't pay for a man's OnlyFans. I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> just know my rent and my car note and everything else in this bitch is paid for 
So everything extra, um, that's between me and my bank account. <laughs> my God. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, we're going to leave it there. If y'all got somebody y'all want us to drag, y'all let us know. You know what I'm saying? Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the only round. What's up? We did it, y'all. Hey. We did it. Hey, we got to close it out. Um, y'all got any closing thoughts for the people? Mm. Closing thoughts. If you black, stay black and proud. If you white, tell your white people to get their shit together because I'm stressed the fuck out. And that's on that. <laughs> Agreed. Okay, I agree with Marco, but go ahead, Don. Um, love yourselves. Self care is a real thing. The first step to, to fixing your problem is admitting you have a problem. So don't be above going to talk to somebody if you really feel like. If you're thinking about it, you need to go. That means that's already a sign saying, like, okay, go do it. Then. Mm-hmm. It's across your brain. It's time to go take care of it. So that's all. See Ladies you know. and gentlemen, <laughs> the final thought for this guys only edition is simple. Mental health is important, and we need to start taking it accountable more seriously, fellas. It is 2020. We may, it's okay to go talk to somebody. I know we're supposed to be the strong man. It's okay to go talk to somebody. Damn it. Sometimes a strong person needs somebody to lean on to. It is definitely okay. It is 2020. There's no reason why you need to be carrying the stress of the world. Talk to somebody about it. Rest. Take self-care. Put your phone on Do Not Disturb. Do things for you. It's okay, black man. Block these right. niggas, too. Also, Just kidding. <laughs> yes, them too, them too. And also, if you need to talk to somebody, talk to somebody. Be vulnerable exactly. with people. Don't let one person, because one person fucking up for everybody, be vulnerable, you know, ladies and gentlemen. Be yourselves. And that's my final thought for this episode. This guy's only round. Marco, tell the people where to find you at. Thank y'all for listening. It's your boy, Marco DePrince. You can find me on the Hear Me Out podcast on Instagram, hearmeout.pod, and tweet me at this is Hear Me Out. You can find me personally at Marco DePrince, M-A-R-C-O-D-E-P-R-E-N-C-E, and I'm out. B? Thank you guys again. Uh, thank you for having me, Victor. Uh, it's Don B. You can find me at the Don B on all platforms. Also, um, one half at uh, Black the Podcast. Um, as we're also on WXSJ ninety seven dot three, radio station out of Miami. So check us out oh! there. Oh, I feel yeah. famous. Can I get your autograph, please? <laughs> <laughs> In the Miami area. If not, you can stream us online. Um, that's every day at nine a.m. and two p.m. and also eight thirty and four a.m. That's all. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> he got four shows, y'all. Y'all go, y'all go listen to my boy. Y'all go listen. If you want South Florida, go listen to man. Listen, this is your man V Jones signing out. You can find me on Twitter at Real V Jones. You can find me on Instagram at Real V Jones as well. That's where I post all the food I be trying. Now, if you want to get a hold of Liquor Talk the podcast, it's Liquor Talk podcast on Instagram. And I do want to thank you all for listening to this guys on the round. Thank you for subscribing to the Liquor Talk podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast out. Also, leave us a rating. Go ahead and rate us. Does show us some love. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Holla at us. Holla at us. We are here for you. Until the next time you hear our voices. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, nothing in life is is uh, forever. And when you're feeling painful, always remember, 
to pull that shit up, and we will see. <laughs> we ain't getting no younger, baby. And I'm ready to be with you. Woo woo. Sing it, dog.